You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Gregory Hectus. Yo. Stephen Lou Allen. I don't know if Steve's with us or not. And special guest, Joe Owen. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, welcome. Glad you guys could make it. A little uh, short turnout tonight, kind of surprising, but uh, let's uh, move on. First, I want to mention a uh, we have a sponsorship, guys. Uh, we actually have the Old Bastards Racing League has uh, an ARCA Monday night series that they're running every Monday. And iRacers Lounge Podcast is the presenting sponsor of this series. And uh, we do appreciate and are very proud to associate with the Old Bastards Racing League. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to, you know, be the presenting sponsor on a, on a, a league like that. Uh, anyway, if you want more information about how to get involved, go to oldbastardsracing.com, actually. And I know Chris uh, actually ran in this race. I don't know why he's not with us tonight, but I was hoping he would tell us about it. I think he had a pretty good running. uh, If I I recall what he said, he had a good run going and something happened uh, and it didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, very happy to have Old Bastards Racing League uh, involved uh, with our podcast here at iRacers Lounge. And so check those guys out uh, and uh, check their Monday Night Arca series. And from what it sounds like, it's uh, pretty fun from what Chris has been saying. All right, yeah, let's get in. Yeah, They're uh, always talking about it. Yeah. And I think Tony just got uh, involved, too, with those guys. Yeah, he just signed up. Yeah. If I wasn't working on Monday, uh, I, I might be involved, too. But All right, let's jump to our special guest, Joe Owen. Uh, thanks, Joe, for joining us. Uh, you've been part of uh, the team at Tifosi for uh, quite a while now, and uh, we just haven't had your schedule clear to get you on the podcast, so I'm glad to have you finally. Let's learn a little bit about you. Uh, what initially brought, uh, brought you to iRacing, and how did you f- uh, first hear about it? Hey, Mike, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, my schedule is kind of crazy uh, with me being in law enforcement, and actually I'm at work now. Um, but... Um, I racing actually, uh, I got involved in that real heavy in 2016. I heard about it in like October of 2015, and then I was like really interested and it's like, well, man, I want to try that. So I went and bought a bunch of stuff and um, got everything ready to go, and I joined I racing like the last week or something like that of uh, December of 2015 and then didn't have good internet in the house so i had to wait till uh middle of january uh for that hat to happen so once that happened uh i took off from there and been rolling ever since you certainly have i brought up your stats here um your overall winning percentage in oval 7.0 percent that's pretty darn good uh you got it looks like uh nine wins overall uh career wins in official out of your uh, 128 starts, so that's seven percent. That's a good number. Yeah, I mean, my first year in it, um, whenever I started, 
I think after four days I was on there, I won my first race, and then um, I think it only took me like a month, a little over a month, I had my A license. And then I got in with a league, uh, the Domino's TYJ League, and I ran with them for a while and really was just trying to get my feet up under me. And, and that's where I met Bobby Jonas at, and he got on the box with me and taught me a lot and few other guys that uh i came up with you know that year and and uh then bobby was telling me about y'all and i was like yeah i'll I'll come join yeah so let's talk about what are you running now mostly uh obviously you're running some nis uh and are you doing any leagues i mean what else is currently going on i mean i'm a member of the somo league but I, i don't really get to run that because my schedule had changed i was working you know all daylights and now i have to work uh nights and now i'm working like every other wednesday um the way the schedule works out um so um the league stuff i'm really not messing with anymore uh i'm just mainly messing with nis and and really trying to get my legs under me with um building setups i mean i did a whole lot of it over the winter and now i'm moving over into the motec part of it and trying to get the good understanding of that so i can you know help the team out and we can roll on absolutely uh it's been fun working with you on setups and uh you were spotting a little bit for uh, other drivers as well and encouraging those guys uh Let's talk about your hardware. I mean, what do you got for wheels, pedals, how many monitors, what third-party software? Uh, actually, um, I run a GTO Mega chassis. Um, I got one single monitor, but I run the Oculus Rift, so the monitor really doesn't really come into play with me. Uh, running Fanatec uh, 2.5 wheel, which uh, next year I'm probably going to upgrade to the uh, direct drive Fanatec. Running the V3 inverted pedals and uh, everything Fanatec shifter and um, my PC, uh, I just built that, uh, actually. Uh, Bobby helped me do that over the phone. Um, so I got a Corsair 760T uh, case and the Coffee Lake i7 8700K, so 1080Ti. So, yeah, I got it pumped out. Yeah, the TI-1080, yeah, uh, that's yeah. nice. Well, and then you're talking about the, the new direct drive podium. Boy, that's a real upgrade, too. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm real interested. I figure that I'll wait till next fall before I buy that. That way they can, you know, if they have any bugs in it or whatever, they can work that out before I yeah. get my hands on it. <laughs> it's definitely on the top of my list, too. Uh, well, all right, with the Oculus Rift, are you doing any third-party software or what? Uh I mean, I run the the Sim uh, Racer app. Um, only thing I run with that is, you know, just for pit road for speed. And but other than that, um, only other thing I use is the Oculus tool. That way, it boosts uh, the rendering, um, makes it a little bit more clear. Um, right. But other than that, you know, I use Voice Attack. That way, I don't have to, you know, mess with the keyboard at all because I can't see it anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Got to love the voice attack. Okay, cool. And uh, finally, what's your most memorable iRacing moment? Uh, actually, I got a few of them. Uh, I just had one here recently. We had uh, Indy uh, Sunday, and, and I did really well in that. <laughs> we took the lead with four laps to go, and 
Uh, I had a little mishap going into turn one, got a little loose, and the second place guy got back around me, so I, I wasn't able to recover to, to be able to run and get by him again. So that's that's two years in a row I finished second at Indy. So you know maybe next year will be a better year for me. Uh, we can get that win there. Yeah, that is something when you're right there and you're only a lapse away from the win. Uh, do you think it was just nerves? Uh, I do the same thing when you're like five to go. I just blow it. I did that this week too. Well, I was I was okay, and whenever I went into turn one, I didn't know it, but my mother-in-law <laughs> Lord, I fell out. Actually, uh, my mother-in-law actually came in the room and uh, touched me on the arm, and whenever she did that, it kind of broke my concentration right as I was turning. So I can't blame her, but that, that kind of broke it for me. But either way, you know, we still did good. Don't these people realize we're going 200 miles an hour and one little lapse, we're in the wall. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so much funny. easier to follow somebody than to, to be out in the lead and try and set your own pace. That's true. It is. But, you know, I, I have so many good memories and, and looking to, you know, make a whole lot more with, you know, the team here. And, and uh, we just keep moving up and see what we can do with them. Yeah, yeah, you, you've been a great addition, Joe. We're, we're so happy to have you and uh, glad you're here. So uh, welcome. And so let's jump into topics. Uh, Greg, you're up first. Uh, I guess we're into more hot fixes or problems that were uh, happening that were going to need fixes from Indy. Indy was the uh, test week, I guess. And uh, first thing that came out of it was uh, when they brought the servers back up and uh, there was no lucky dog in the first NIX, uh, NIS fixed race at Indy. And then we realized the rest of the week didn't have any uh, lucky dogs. So it was uh, it's a lot of weeks of not getting your laps back, I guess, for those races and especially the longest race of the, uh, that we got left until the homestead. Yeah, they never really gave an explanation, uh, but it is fixed this week, uh, you know, now that we're past Indy. Well, there wasn't, there was a minor explanation. Remember that there was a post about uh, they tried to shorten the caution laps by one and inadvertently screwed up the lucky dog somehow in the coding. So I don't know if that's what it was or that was just how they were using their PR for it. Sounds like a lack of testing. I mean, if you're going to take away one yellow lap, surely you'd want to test the lucky dog and the wave around and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just between some of the stuff that happened, like you know, we had Darlington, we had a you know uh, a pace car problem. There's just these odd code problems that you know maybe not come up until us guys get out there and do a lot of it. But I mean, that's a, probably a pretty common one that you should be able to test. Right. Right. All right, uh, let's see what's next. Uh, decided to raid the, raise the incident limit to 100 for this event. Uh, I have the wrong link, but what it's referring to is the, uh, the endurance race. Uh, what is it? The 10 hours of, what is it? It's the Petit Le Mans. Oh, the Pete, yeah, Petit Le Mans. Uh, initially, they had the incident limit at 50. A lot of people made uh, noise about that. And uh, sure enough, they heard that and they changed it to 100. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably better that they do that so that you know people can enjoy themselves for those that race. But uh, you know, it's ten hours. They gave a hundred insulin for a twenty-four hour race, so I don't know. 
It'll be in, at least they got the limit so people can finish, maybe. Yep. All right. Uh, you got the next one, skid marks. This one I don't have much. Uh, I wasn't uh, looking at, but I guess um, the skid marks uh, in the build are broken. I I'm just reading this for the first time. Look, sorry, at the, look at the second link and go down. You'll see a picture. But basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we're seeing is when there's a skid mark on the pavement, it looks unnatural. Uh, it looks too dark. It looks uh, unnatural. And so people have noticed, and it's been reporting it in the forums. And um, we finally got a post from Sean Nash uh, um, regarding a, a different issue with stuttering. And uh, and he's saying it's all tied together. Um, that I'd the, agree uh, with that particle effects and the skids when you have particle particle effects on high and you, and we have the skid mark which is compounding the problem it also has to do with how many mirrors you have on and so forth and so they're working on it they're aware of it it's all tied together uh, the recommended uh, workaround if you're having uh, stutters is to set particle detail to low Use as few mirrors as possible and limit your FPS to no higher than 150. So I wonder if that's what was causing all my issues at Indy. Because I was, I was having no luck at Indy with all the stuttering that was going on in my races and stuff for myself. And I've never had an issue with any of the settings and stuff like that being on high. And then I've switched some of it off here for, for uh, Las Vegas and I had no problems today. Yeah, the more skid marks that get laid down, the uh, more mirrors you have on, the more issue you're going to have. Yeah, and that's kind of what's going on. And it is, as of now, this isn't fixed, but they're aware of it. Yeah, it should be at least if they got an idea about it, maybe you can, maybe that'll have a fix, and I can actually turn some of the stuff back up that I know because I like the particle effects and all that stuff. I like seeing all that stuff that I can run on my yeah, settings. Yeah, turn off the mirrors, lower the particles. That's the fix for now. All right, next one was... Uh, I was going to say, can I take this one since it's right in my wheelhouse? Oh, yeah, because I don't this know one's what the in heck my this wheelhouse. is. This is the Pinty series. Someone asking for the Pinty's car, which is our Canadian NASCAR series. And I, I remember probably, what, two, a month or two ago, we had a... There was a... iRacing was sponsoring one of the cars uh, at one of the tracks, and then they were asking about, uh, is this car possibly going to get scanned? And then they were talking that it uh, looks like some people are now really, really wanting it because someone posted the video from one of our best races of the year here in Canada is at Canadian Motorspark Park, uh, or Canadian Tire Motorspark Park, and that was an amazing race. And uh, there's there's actually a huge hit in the forms here for people that watched it. Um, and I would I'd like to see these cars get scanned because they're they're another building series that people would have fun in. That they're a general base setup kind of car and they run different manufacturers and everything so it, it would be interesting to see if they'd actually scan this some there's a bunch of people and they're not just canadians that are uh, pushing for it so let me ask you a few questions um is it sanctioned by actual nascar nascar usa yes it is a nascar sanctioned thing it used to be what it used to be known back in the day was called cascar which is the canadian it's the same as nascar as nascar or the national association of stock car racing it's canadian the same way right, right. so Eventually, 
uh, NASCAR bought it, used so they went because they used to have different tires that they used to use. They didn't use Goodyear's. Now they use Goodyear's. They've taken a lot of the stuff from NASCAR and they're using it uh, from NASCAR. Plus, you know, it's advertised on the NASCAR site, the Pinty series, and all that stuff. So it, it's Pin- under their title. And Pinty is that the uh, sponsor? Yeah, it's a company okay. that makes chicken wings. Okay. And it kind of looks like, uh, it kind of reminds me of Arca I mean, when I look at the picture, you know, or an older cup car or something like that. Yeah, they're they're a really wide-bodied car. Like, if you watch the way, the, the way they sit, the you know, the fenders are flared out. They look kind of really like big, broad shoulders on them. And, and they're really, the short track racing, they scanned a lot of the short tracks here in uh Canada, we'd have some really good short track racing that you know they could use for like a D series and I racing. Yeah, check it out. Maybe you guys want to have the NASCAR Pinty series. All right, next up is an email from a listener. Uh, Team 4X Racing is hosting its first annual tribute race to commemorate the passing of our of our 4X team leader and legendary Andy Morgan. Andy was a diehard iRacer and did an awful lot for many, many people in the community, always with a lighthearted Welsh joke and a smile on his face. This will be a race to remember Andy by and have some good fun racing with an awesome car-track combo that Andy loved to compete in. The race will take place in a hosted session on September 19th at 1800 GMT and will be racing 200 laps at Tally in the Lotus 49. Wow, that sounds fun. The password is Andy Morgan, all one word. As was always the way with Andy, all are welcome, regardless of skill level or background. Thanks, Ben Saunders. All right, Ben, that sounds like fun. Talladega and the Lotus 49 on September 19th. That does sound like fun. I don't think yeah, I own the car, but I've tested it. Yeah, it's a that's an interesting car to drive because that's based off of their background in the old, uh, what is it, the Grand Prix uh, game they used to have. Tell you another car if y'all haven't tried it yet is that's the Cadillac at Talladega. Oh yeah, that's a blast. Big old pack racing. But the Lotus Forty Nines, you can't be touching wheels, I bet, huh? Probably not. All right, what's next, Greg? Uh, good news and still bad news. Obviously, we found out last week that the Roval will not be on the schedule for uh, the NIS series or or the A or a series um they're uh, gonna just be using the uh cup track but it looks like when the roval is completely done while they were there they rescanned the Char- charlotte as well and got new data or there's new textures and stuff like that so it looks like we're getting a new charlotte track with the roval so i don't know what that means they don't specify in here does that mean well, it means we're getting the old it's going to be pay yeah but we're gonna pay again probably too for it. well actually usually if we have it we get it don't we yeah i don't know but it, what it means is it's not just the roval they're scanning it's the entire oval and everything so it's like a complete redo which is good because you want everything to flow together right because you know you're not gonna have just textures for the roval and then have a different track all together to go for the oval right uh, you know, I'm excited. I just wish they would have. I wish the roval would have gotten done, but I'm guessing, 
you know, NASCAR's delay at getting the circuit designed the proper way too probably didn't help them get that done properly. Yeah, and I, I imagine there's still being tweaks being done, you know. So are, maybe iRacing has to scan it again. I would not be surprised. Uh, we have the perfect person to answer the next one. I know. I'm glad uh, Mr. Hammer showed up, uh, but he just went on mute, so I don't know if he can hear me. But uh, this topic, uh, John wrote up in the forums. I wanted to bring it up because it it really gives a understanding about what's going on on the suspension of these cup cars. And uh, John seems to have a good handle on it. And I wanted to read some of this stuff, even though it's right over my head, because I'm really not a setup guy. So before the context there, too, before you read that part, Mark, this uh, Mason Bailey had made the post in the first place, right? So sa- asking about right front rebound. When he puts it over 10, the car seems to bottom out uh, on multiple tracks. Right. And so here's the quote from John. It says, uh, because in the corner you're off throttle, so the nose drops back down. And when it does, that with a shock that has a stronger rebound, it hold down the nose like a clamp. And then you jump on the throttle, the rear is probably pretty soft, and the truck arms are down low, so rake flattens out, and the rear end squats out, and the front of the car lifts up using the rear axle as the pivot point. In that situation, the shock is unable to hold down the nose, and there isn't enough arrow on the nose to help the shock, so it lifts. But once you take away the leverage and the nose drops, the stronger the rebound is, and the more likely a given spring package is to have the nose stay held down. Okay, translate that for me. <laughs> I'd like to. That's why I was hoping Hammer was going to be here because he has a better grasp on it. Because I know with I don't play much around with the shocks on it. I know with the rebounds and and the bumps, like bump is acts like spring rate, and rebound is where it holds it. So it, with the way he explains some of that, it, it's there's a bunch of things going on. I wish he was here to. For his, for, since it's his words that he's putting, I don't want to put it in the wrong context here. Yep. Yeah, we, I called this uh, topic "hammer speak." I'm here. There Sorry. we go. Oh, uh, we were just mate, we were just talking about you, John, uh, about your post on the shock rebound makes the car bottom out. Oh. We were talking about how you have a good understanding, I think, about how the suspension's working. Uh, based on what you're writing here. Do you remember the post about the one guy asking about the right front rebound going over 10? He's bottoming it out at multiple tracks in the corner. Ah, yes, I do. Yes, I tried to explain what was going on in there in simple terms, but basically what the shock does is it acts like a retainer. It kind of like an inverted spring. So it's like a pull spring instead of a push spring. Pushing or pulling the wheel down or the chassis down on the wheel it's pulling the lower control arm well in simple terms it's pulling the wheel up or pulling the chassis down right so what happens is sorry i'm walking the when um when you're out on the on the track and you get like really really close to the track the stronger the shocks are the more likely you are to be hitting the track as you let off the throttle. Because when you let off throttle, the shock pulls the nose down, the weight shifts forward, and the car kind of 
dives down at the nose. You get a ton of rake on it. So when you, if you have it set up with very little rebound on the shocks, it doesn't pull the nose down as much and you don't get as much forward shift on the body. Right. When, when you add a ton of rebound, you get more of that and then you could have the splitter hit the track. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of bottoming out and stuff going on. So I thought it'd be uh, good to just bring it up a little bit, but yeah, thanks for the explanation. I did read what you wrote right before you came back on. So uh, I think everyone heard it. All right. What's next, Greg? User disconnected uh, from your channel. It looks like Phil got some, uh, so he posted up his long letter that he had sent to iRacing about the RX or the, uh, Red Bull series, that's the IRX series now, and uh, talking about it. And it looks like uh, he's got lots of responses in the forms about it. Um, yeah, including about Graham Quinn, who was the guy who helped design Global Rallycross for iRacing. Remember, he is the race engineer for Scott Speed. And he answered the question about the uh, wheels or, or the tires uh, being grooved or the different types of tires. And the question there, and he basically said, I'm going to paraphrase, it, there's no, you, you're not going to notice the change. It's no big deal as far as the tires go. But what's neat is you're getting the answer from the horse's mouth, so to speak. There's nobody more qualified to answer the question than the guy who's currently an engineer in the current Rallycross series that's going on and who also helped design the original Global Rallycross on iRacing. So he's very intimate with both uh, types of racing and uh, he says, hey, no big deal on the tire. Uh, what else was in here that was pretty good? There was something else uh, somebody answered, but I forgot. I'm just looking through. I'm trying to read some of the stuff. Yeah, somebody here. Uh, indicated there's no jumps ever in the World Rallycross. All the cars stay on the ground. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was interesting that uh, they did get an answer from Graham Quinn about that. Yeah, it's good to see that uh, you know some people are seeing exactly. You know, Phil wasn't uh, wasn't out in left field. He, he you know with it, it looks it's like it was real well uh, well written and. Uh, it looks like we got uh, some responses, and maybe that'll make some change. Well, it's, you got to talk about it if you want change, and I think that's what we accomplished. So good job, Phil. Uh, moving on, uh, somebody pointed out that uh, something's gone wrong with the current status of the World of Outlaws Championship Qualifier. All the information is, like, uh, missing. Uh, and so the question is, is it canceled? Uh, Tyler Hudson posted in the forums, plan has been changed. I'll have details very soon. Sorry for the inconvenience. So whatever the original plan was, uh, it's apparently gone, and apparently we'll know soon. So uh, yeah, I'm not really a, I'm not really an expert on the world of outlaws. I you know I haven't tried very much of the dirt stuff. Yep. All right, what's next? Uh, hot fix number one and two. One, two, and I guess I'll get through. So we got uh, Hotfix 1 release notes here. Um, they uh, they did this on, what, Tuesday, I think it was? Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm just trying to see. Was there release notes here? What the, yeah, okay. So the release notes were, there's a bunch. There's some fixes to heat racing leagues. Uh, the Camaro had uh, the uh, improved function to the uh, spot mirror. Like all, there was a couple cup fixes. Um, just a bunch of, a couple car little fixes here on the first update. And then... Did they even have a post for the notes for the second one? Oh, it had heat racing again and in cautions. Uh, the lucky the dog, lucky was, dog. Yeah. was one of them. Skip and the Barber. Color, uh, the colored wheels that Chris liked so much. Oh, the Skip Barber. They had the rainbow wheels. Yeah, I actually thought those were kind of cool. When I was watching one of the races with one of those, I, someone had posted. It looked like whenever he was braking, it was changing color. Yeah, and the beta UI, uh, there were some fixes there, but that still is a mess from what I've heard. Yeah, I was reading that even there's some people that were really complaining about some of the Oculus stuff that was so broken in there with the beta UI. So I don't know yeah. what uh, they're doing. I never use that. I got Oculus, and I don't even use it. It's just way too crazy in there. Yeah, it's a mess. I don't know what they're trying to do, but... They should right. call it Alpha, Alpha UI, because it's not ready for beta. <laughs> well, what, A, B, C, something start with C? Yeah, I don't know how that, how that works. All right, next up, uh, a, a slight little clarification on how protesting works. I thought, I don't know if I knew this, but uh, Tyler uh, posted up, uh, leagues are on their own deal. League admins are in complete control. We do not step in for private leagues, so you can't protest something if it's a private league. That's wrong. That's what he says here. That's wrong. I've been protested, and I got a warning from running around the bottom of a PRN race. Wow. And I was quite angered about it. So Are that's you doing your wrong. third gear burnouts again? <laughs> no, actually, we had like five to go. It was a restart. I got collected in something, but I retained my position. But I was smoking, so I just ran around the apron and stayed out of everybody's way. And somebody protested it because had I not done that, I would have fell back like 20 positions. And we've also been protested in leagues for running on other people's accounts. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually serious. happened. That's actually happened a, a few times. But the league admin allowed us to do that. The league admin said, if you need a substitute driver, they can substitute drive on your account. iRacing came in and said, no, you can't do that. So whatever Tyler's going on about is just flat out wrong. That's interesting. I, I'm wondering if it's a policy change, maybe. Like, when was uh, the last time that these things were happened to you, John? Maybe it's something they just changed now. Where is that? Because I'm going to go reply to that. <clears throat> it's uh, on a thread called iRacing Presents Petit Le Mans. It's, uh, it's in the special events one. Page 17. <laughs> anyway, uh, he also says open-hosted open hosted races can be protested and are viewed just like official races. Sporting code is always in effect on open servers unless the host specifically specifies in the description the sporting code is not in effect. At that point, it's up to the host to do what he wants. So, anyway, yeah, go to reply and see if we can get some clarification because I think it's good that people understand when uh, sporting code is in effect, so to speak. All right, Greg, what's next? Uh, we talked about the stuttering. Skip that one. Let's go on to the next. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess the next post is 
Camaros, people wanting to see what you guys have all painted. So there's a bunch of there's a, tw- a tweeting on iRacing showing all the uh, different paint jobs for the uh, brand new Camaro. And man, there's some really taut notch paint jobs on here. Yeah, if you like paints, this is a thread to be on because if you look at the replies, there's a there's dozens of paint jobs, and man, some of them are just incredible. They have uh, they have one of my favorite ones down a little bit further. They have the old Dale Earnhardt uh, multicolored splashed one. That one's oh, awesome. Oh, the rainbowish one. Yeah, yeah that's that one's awesome. Really nice. Yeah, I saw that. There's there's a bunch in here, and there's you know the old Jeff Gordon paint jobs. There's uh, we the, the one ride. thing about the about these templates and stuff as they get better, the, the painters are getting better, better and better every time. And, of course, somebody's got Smokey and the Bandit, you know, the Trans Am for uh, Burt Reynolds' Bandit car. That looks pretty cool. I actually raced that guy this week, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of old throwback paint jobs. There's cut paint jobs that are now. There's some retro, like, you know, thinking or paint jobs that uh, their ideas of what these paint jobs should look like with some certain sponsors. It's really cool. It is. All right, next topic. I wish Chris was here for this. I'm not sure why Chris missed us tonight, but uh, we posted earlier this week on our social media, and hopefully you listeners saw that, that uh, Chris's wife, uh, Samantha, is going through some very tough medical issues right now. Uh, She's on her fourth round of cancer, actually, Um, And they're trying to raise some funds so they can move back to be uh, closer to her family as she goes through treatment. And so uh, we started, or they started, a GoFundMe page uh, for Samantha to try to raise some funds so they can help her move back uh, to see her family. And with that being said, uh, Greg, uh, you, uh, on behalf of Tifosi Racing and iRacers Lounge, have organized a fundraiser. Tell us about that. Yeah, we... uh me and you talked right off the bat as soon as we you know i saw the post uh we got from samantha about it and um chris just messaged me now why he missed uh we just i just saw it uh, apparently she's having a rough day so that's why he didn't make the uh podcast so we're thinking of sam um and uh this this race that we're organizing right now um we're gonna run it on uh to uh to, to all our listeners, to anybody who wants to enter, um, on October 3rd, it's a Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. We're gonna have, the room will open an hour before. Um, now, the way the way we're gonna um, make this race work is the the spot for the race is going to be by your donation to their GoFundMe page. So we're making a $25 donation to their page. You get a buy-in for the race now. It's going to be a 100-lap race. Uh, there's stages. There's two 30-lap uh, stages, uh, and the last stage is 40 laps. We have um, normal qualifying and all that stuff. We will have more. All the details are going to be sent. Um, the way that this works, though, is you have to send me uh, a personal email saying you want to be entered in the race, and then we confirm that you've made the donation to uh, – that you're entered in the race. You confirm the donation has been made. And then um, we'll be sending you all the details through your email um, because that's how we're going to be able to donate or get the prizes out to the winners too afterwards is by using the emails. Um, uh, 
you need to uh, also include in that email um, your iRacers driver's name, uh, your preferred car number, and then make sure that that's the email you want everything sent to is what you're sending it from to me. So the way you can reach me is at uh, frozencactus at gmail.com. So it's F-R-O-O-Z-E-N k-a-k-t-u-s at gmail.com that's i'll be taking all the emails i will be setting it all up it'll be going through me um this race is going to be broadcasted as well uh we have uh um rudy rudy from uh, max speed tv they're he's going to be announcing it and they're broadcasting it they're helping us out with it um some of this stuff, just so that people know, the prize we've had uh, some donations from some of our our fellow uh, iRacer Lounge uh, members, as well as I've already reached out to a couple um, third-party companies' products. Uh, MPI is going to be donating uh, for the winner uh, a wheel combo valued of over a hundred dollars. Whoa! Um, so that's what we're going the winner would get. We got some second and third place prizes. We got stage winner prizes and a couple more things for everybody else. So this is we're, we're trying to help out our fellow um, iRacer here, and this is what we need um, from everybody. If you just start sending me the emails, and we'll get all the 40 spots filled up for this wonderful race. Uh, the setup is going to be a fixed setup too. I forgot about that. And I've talked to John Hamber. He is going to make the setup for that for all of us. Thank you, John. All right. Uh, wow. So a lot going on. I mean, so it's only $25 to get involved. The money, all of that $25 goes to Samantha and Chris to help with her cancer stuff. And you get a chance to win an MPI wheel combo or some of these other great prizes. I, I think we need to just list those out real quick. Uh, one of them was five bucks with a free paint scheme from Jonah's Graphics. That's for uh, the poll winner. And then you got the stage winners as the Papa John's Pizza gift cards. Yeah, and then we've also, uh, MPI has donated for second and third gift cards for $25 value. And the uh, Mystery Award gift cards to MK Jewelry and Gems. Now, guys, this is what you get uh, when you win this. You get something for your wife, uh, and boy, she's going to like that. So let's talk about how to enter again. It's not as confusing as Greg mentioned. I'm just kidding. Uh, so really, you have to go to GoFundMe.com. You search four words. The words are Samantha Marie Round 4. Samantha Marie Round 4. She's on Round 4 of this cancer. And that will take you to the very uh, the, the very first search result is her. And you'll see her, per, you know, beautiful face right there on the page. But uh, yeah, go ahead and do a tw at least a twenty-five dollar donation. Send that email to Frozen Cactus. That's two O's in Frozen, two K's in Cactus at gmail.com. That's it. That's all you have to do. So GoFundMe.com, Samantha Marie, round four. All right. Did we miss anything? Yeah, just everything Everything will be in the details. Well, like, if, as long as you send me the email, all the details will be sent out to you confirming that you're going to uh, be entered in the race, and uh, we'll just compare it with uh, with the, the GoFundMe, and um, we'll look forward to racing with everybody on the 3rd because you're going to get to race with uh, the iRacers Lounge personalities. There's a lot of us going to be uh, racing in it. 
Yeah, we want to fill the room, guys. We want 40 people, okay? Well, actually 39 because of the broadcaster, but we want 39 people at 25 bucks. That's going to be enough money to raise to actually get these people moved, to get their family moved from one state to another. So let's do it. Let's fill the room, guys. Even if you can't race on that Wednesday, please, please, please make a donation if you can. Five bucks, uh, anything, um, and uh, it helps. And so I do know that Chris personally appreciates it. Uh, he did feel uh, initially felt a little bit awkward about talking about the GoFundMe, but you know what? When you know we're a community here at iRacing, especially here in Team Tafosi, when it affects one of our own, we're going to step up and do whatever we can. So uh, we're going to call it "Beat the Hell Out of Cancer 250" is the name of the race, October 3rd, guys. Please, 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 let's fill the room. Also, Mike, the other thing that. Uh... Thanks for Tony on my chat here to remind us. We are going to be posting this after the podcast on all social media forums and everything like that to uh, get the word out. Yeah, get that link out. We'll put the GoFundMe link out again. Yeah, on the forums. We'll put it on social media. We're also going to put it in the description of the podcast. So if you're listening, uh, go to the description and you'll be able to click it from there. All right, we'll also put uh, Greg's email address in the description as well. All right, let's keep moving. Bottom split broadcast uh, was hilarious. Uh, Hammer, I think you were watching it last night. Tell us what you thought. <laughs> it was fun watching Chris in a car. Yeah, the fun part was Chris's uh, paint job. Tell us what you saw. A really nasty-looking pink car with eyebrows on the back. Bright pink. <laughs> I mean, like... Girly pink, right? Oh, it was bad. That would be uh, Tony's uh, paint job there that uh, he made him run for the bet he lost, right? So there's a bet. What was it, football or what was it? Was it? I, I don't remember the bet. I thought fantasy, I racing. fantasy football. Oh, it was fantasy football. So, yeah, he lost the bet, so he had to run in the league, uh, the old bastard racing league. Uh, that Or no, it was the last, it was lo- bottom split NIS, I'm sorry. He had to run that in a public room uh, as part of, you know, losing the bet. But it was pretty funny. I did look at the broadcast briefly to see that paint job. And and the guys on the broadcast, they were just taking full advantage of it. They were just cracking up. It was funny the way they were talking about it. But, uh, yeah, that's fun to check out. Uh, So check out the (laughs) bottom split broadcast. Uh, Jordan Worth is the guy uh, putting that up. And those guys are funny. Well, and I remember beforehand, Chris was, I think Chris, I didn't know, but he was having to run that paint job, but now it, everything in the chat makes sense where he was saying he hopes he doesn't in the bottom split tonight because he was afraid that he was going to get televised. Right. Oh, I explained it for him. Oh, you were in there helping him along? Oh, yeah. All right. No, I, I didn't crew or anything, but I, I was watching the thing and I was in the chat and I was like, he lost a bet. And they're like, oh. Aha, uh-huh, there you go. Good explanation, I guess. Uh, all right, what's next, Greg? I'm missing a post here. Hold on. Uh, so, new damage. New damage model. I was actually just reading this one uh, a minute ago before I came into the uh, podcast here. Uh, so, it's a picture someone sent of some of the pieces missing on some of the cars here. It looks like the open wheel cars is the most common one that they're showing. And uh, Alex Horn has. Uh, was joking at the beginning of the posts here where uh, he was uh, 
finding people that posting these pictures and then making it sound like he was sending the army out to go get them for posting pictures like that. Uh, but then they did confirm later on that uh, I'll read one from, uh, it looks like from Brian uh, Simpson from the staff. He says, uh, the art side, we are in the process of converting all cards into the new damage system. So because of that, you may notice part of the cards coming off that have never been uh, come off before. That doesn't mean that uh, you're, what you're seeing is new damage system, though. It, it happened. Uh, what is happening is that we are uh, uh, hooking up the new removable parts to the old system so that the two models can work in uh, unison when they, develop, uh, the, uh, the, they come out with the new model. Um, having said uh, all that, he says, uh, it doesn't mean that the new damage system is right around the corner. Um, the art is e the easy side of the things. It's the engineering part that's going to take a while. Yep. Yep. So you can see the wheels come off of these open wheel cars. If you wreck into the wall, uh, the front wheel will just disappear. You won't like see it roll down the wheel, the road. Like eventually that will happen. It'll like roll down the road with you. But in this case, it just completely disappears. You'll see a indie car here without a right front. It's just like gone. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, check it out if you're in an open wheel car. Somebody else said the Mazdas also uh, do something similar. Uh, yeah, there was also <laughs> some everybody. There was I think they were trying to keep people from thinking the tire model was coming out because someone right after that post said. Uh, Thank you for, for confirming the new da damage models coming. And then <laughs> that settled even more off in the forums here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a work in progress. Next up is uh, Ty Dillon uh, on the RCR racing rig. Now, we've talked about this all throughout the season. We kind of quit for a while because it was kind of getting redundant, but I noticed it again and... Uh, he talks about Indy and how to get around Indy, and his comments are actually spot on as far as I'm concerned. He really tells you uh, how to get around. And, uh, you know, Greg, you've been putting up uh, videos of uh, doing a lap at the tracks. Uh, how does yours compare to uh, Ty's? <laughs> well, I'm never going <laughs> to comparison to uh, a NASCAR driver, but, uh, you know, he he explains it very well in there and how to get around. Um, the thing with, uh, you know, he's, he's got a much better setup to, uh, an, an understanding of the track than, uh, I have. And we were going into that week with a whole different mindset of, uh, new setups and things like that, trying to figure it out. And I had a good week at Indy, but, uh, I'm nowhere, nowhere near his lines, but, uh, it's good to see that uh, when he posts something like that, you know, you can, um, appreciate, you know, him taking the time to, to get it out to people. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. I think, uh, RCR does that. So, all right, what's next? Uh, let's see, let's bring up the link here. So this, uh, Ty Majeski, I guess, uh, for Ford performance, um, finished, uh, looks like second. Second uh, in Laguna Mustang Sega. in Laguna Sega because he was talking about the corkscrew, and he is a quote from him. The court uh, on Twitter is the corkscrew was cool. I really like this track on iRacing. Obviously, it's really cool, uh, close to real life. I got some uh, time on the Ford Simulator in North Carolina. 
too. So I had a lot of seat time before I sh- uh, showed up. It was a good run for us. P2, that's a it's the first time he's got in that car. That's uh, that's a really good uh, finish. And a road course. So you remember, Ty is an oval guy, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, see, this is another another reason where sim racing translates to the real world. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into hardware software. Next up is a hand controller for the disabled uh, for throttle and brake. Uh, it's from a site that we've talked about before. It's called. 3drap.it, 3drap.it, and anyway, uh, you can get a hand uh, record, a hand controller. It's kind of cool if you look at the pictures of uh, where he's actually got his hands on an actual steering wheel. What you do is you strap this little contraption on the back of your hand, and then your thumb has these little triggers for throttle and brake. And then your hand, obviously, is sitting on a normal steering wheel that you're turning left and right, but the throttle breaker right at your thumb on the thing that's strapped on the back of your hand. So kind of a neat design, I thought. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, product here. I don't, you know, it's, I guess... It's, uh, 74 yeah. pounds, I think, yeah. uh, but it is European, so... Or 74 euros, I'm sorry. Just trying to look at the pictures. So, yeah, it's actually it's actually a pretty... So what are they using that on? It's a Thrustmaster wheelbase, and then they got it on his hand. That's kind of cool, though, the way it's it's just, you know... I guess it's... Was it USB, probably? Yeah, so it's got a USB cable plugged into it, and it's got two little thumb levers that are positioned right where your thumb would be. And you just strap this thing on your hand, and uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's another way of doing it, I guess. Like you know, I guess you know, I have my McLaren rim here behind me, and it's got two extra paddles on the bottom that can be analog paddles that can be used for that too, off of the wheel already designed on it. So it's another version of way of doing it, I guess. All right, what's next? Uh, so new phone holder uh, running dashboards. Let's see what this is. So. I have not watched this video, and I don't really want to bring it up here. So, Mike, have you looked at this? I've, oh, I yeah, this just is don't cool. want it to go crazy on my stream it's by here. Rick, it's by Rick Motek, okay? And uh, they got this little thing that you take apart your, your steering wheel, and you clamp this piece into it, and it basically is a, a cell phone holder, and it turns the cell phone into an electronic dash, basically. And it's got kind of a carbon fiber look to it. It's got a little plate that goes over to hide the bezels of your your iPhone or whatever you stick in there. And uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I, mean, I kind of like it. I wonder if it would be compatible with my G27. I don't think so. It looks like it's compatible with Thrustmasters. Uh, you can see in the, the video he takes it apart to put the thing on it. Uh, but once he gets it installed, it looks really cool. You can't even tell it's a cell phone at all. I mean, the way it's designed. Well, I, that's, I used to run something like that on my G27 with uh, in the center of it. Because I used to use, uh, what's I was trying to remember the app that I used to use before they have all the sim racing apps. It was another one. Um, I got iRace Dash, which is an there's old that one. one. I can't think of the name of it. It was an older one that sometimes you could donate and you get a better version of it. I can't remember what it's called now. But that was one back in 2012, 2013. So it's a while ago. 
Yeah, I, I like this because I have an iPhone 5S sitting on top of my G27. Uh, it's not mounted very well. There's actually a piece of wire going from one vent hole to the other vent hole, and the iPhone is kind of leaning against it. And so uh, occasionally it falls off and that kind of thing. So I've always been looking for something better. But that's a neat design. So check it out, Rick Motech on Facebook. Uh, next is more podium. information about the podium wheels. Uh, and at the Sim Expo. That's right. And uh, basically he's announcing there will be a new steering wheels available um, that they're going to show at the Sim Racing Expo. Yeah, I can't wait. So that starts tomorrow and goes this weekend. Right? Well, it would probably be starting right now. Well, yeah. in a couple hours. Yeah. Middle of the night, they usually are. Because usually when, usually when I have to get a hold of my contact at uh, Fanatic in Germany, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. So. Uh, and, and so another post by Thomas about this as well is, he said you can already add third-party steering wheels with electronics to our universal hub as long as they're using a USB cable for the non-Fanatec electronics. Early next year, we offer a podium wheel adapter which is like a simplified universal hub, but without buttons, which would work with third-party rims as well. We will be showing this adapter at the Expo as well. So that's uh, that explains, because the other thing is, is uh, they're, they've also been getting into this adapter market big time because I got an email from, because I'm a fanatic, uh, I own fanatic products. They sent me some of the stuff that they have on sale right now, and their adapters are on sale for this expo so that's why i'm wondering there it looks like they're starting to do more adapters to accommodate every wheel type that they that you can come up with well it eliminates the people's uh you know reason for not buying one of their bases you know oh because i have all these other wheels or whatever but he does say if you want to have a wireless steering wheel which is hot swappable you'll have to have a fan attack wheel well it's just you know it's just making sure that people get them. Like, all you really need is if you have a hub, like one of the Xbox hubs or something like that, you can, or their universal hub, you can put any steering wheel on their universal hub. So it's pretty much, that's all you really need to get. Like if you want a Max Pappas wheel, right? Yeah, because when I was talking to MPI, I was looking through their stuff and, you know, you can buy the adapter for Fanatec that that bolt pattern for that wheel that fits into their universal hub. So you you can have it on you can have a Max Pappas wheel on a on your on the hub that uh I have right now that I'm using with my wheel that I have right now. Yep. You running you running a 2.5? No, I have the CSL Elite. Right. Yeah, the more we talk about the podium uh, Fanatec stuff, the more I'm interested in it, for sure. I probably need a new computer and video card before I need a wheel, though. Well, let's get into results. Uh, Indy, let's finish up last week. Thursday fixed. Uh, I ran P19. Got caught up in a wreck with one minute da damage. Got it fixed. Moved back up to the top 10. Was running third with 23 to go. And looked down to my phone on the backstretch. And immediately I was into the wall. Uh, 17 minutes damage. I didn't finish the race. Uh, man, I, it's just like you said, Joe, when somebody touches you or you get distracted just for a second, 
man, it doesn't take much. I was going straight down the backstretch, and I somehow hit the wall. It's a ball game whenever, you know, things like that happen, and and it just takes your attention right off of what you're doing, and, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Friday open, our very own Chris Scales wins P1. He played the safe route and hung out in the back for the beginning of the race. Uh, a few of the faster guys wrecked out. He led the last 92 laps, zero incidents. Wow, congratulations, uh, Chris. It's been a long time, uh, and he got it done. Yeah, I, I, would, I thought about doing that same strategy, and then, uh, you know, they were like, no, go ahead and, and qualify. And lo and behold, when I qualified, I, I got the pole, and I was like, ooh, okay. So, you know, I stayed up front most of the time, but I didn't lead that many laps, but we were there in the top five for most of the race anyway. Now, when did you, did you run that Friday, Joe? No, I ran that Sunday morning. No, Sunday morning. All right. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about Tony's run. Tony Rochette, he got a P4. He was running with Chris, uh, cautions early, then a long green flag run after he was car number two, got checked up on lap nine, got rear ended by a tailgater setup was fast, long green flag run and damaged, but put me a lap down only two laps finished two cars finished on lead lap congrats to chris scales on the win that's a it was a it was good to see chris chatting about it in the in our chat and everything and it's a good good run he's had some tough weeks and he needed that okay and then over the weekend uh, morning events uh, greg you got wrecked out yeah, the Saturday one, P30, wrecked out. Don't ask. I shouldn't have woken up for that at all. <laughs> and then P28, wrecked out, Sunday. That one I rage quit. I've never raged quit, and I was so frustrated. I <laughs> I messaged Mike afterwards. I was like, I messed, I was so mad after that. I started, I should have been starting up front. I wasted time doing something before the race. Didn't qualify, started in the back, and got wrecked out because I was back there, and I caused my own thing. I rage quit and left and went and did yard work. I took it out of my yard. Okay. And then, Joe, uh, you were telling us about your run. A hell of a run. I think you said second? Yeah, I, I finished second in that one. Yeah, so how did that? How did you get to second? Did you run up there the whole race or what? Yeah, well, well I had qualified on the pole and uh, I didn't make it quite the first lap, and the guy took over. And with the setup that we had in the car, it was a long-run car. So once we got the quick cautions out of the way, and uh, I think the furthest I fell back was ninth, and that was because I, I came down pit road on strategy and then come back out. But I stayed in the top five uh, most of the race. And uh, here in the closing laps, I got uh, run the guys down and, Took the lead until I had my little mishap happen in turn one with four laps to go. Right. All right, Sunday night. Uh, boy, I don't even know how where I finished. I got DQ'd out. I was involved in so many different incidents. A real bad night for me. Uh, Greg, uh, you got a P7, and Tony Rochette also a P7. Yeah, I know Tony... Uh... Tony was uh we were chatting back and forth that race on Sunday night took a while to finish uh for me but uh, it was a really it was a really eventful race there was 
I went back and forth from probably from 19th up to I think the highest I got was sixth back and forth a bunch of times because of uh, just cautions and stuff. The problem with the fixed races are, is you lose the, if you lose any momentum off the corner, you're going to lose time down the straightaway. And that's just, and everybody dives in the corner and it just, it just never ends up being any of those momentum tracks. People overdrive and it really doesn't work. There's no give or take. It's always just going to take. Right. All right. Let's talk about this week. Uh, I ran Wednesday fixed uh, P21. Uh, we did green flag stops uh, at Vegas. Uh, caution came out before it cycled. Like the, everybody had pitted but the leader. Uh, so we did a wave around. It was about 20 laps on my tires. And then I, on the restart after the wave around, I spun out my I spun my tires and turned that baby right into the wall. First time I think I've done it all year. And, uh, boy, there is no grip on those restarts if you're on old tires. Be warned, I tell you. Uh, and then Wednesday Open, I ran last night, uh, P13. Uh, not a bad run. I did lose uh, several spots with five to go. I just choked under the pressure, I guess. Um, my spotter is back, though. I have a human spotter again. I did miss him a couple races in Indy, but, boy, he makes a difference. I, I actually run better when he's helping. I don't know why. I think we're having problems with that this. encouragement right there. That's where me and Bobby, when Bobby ever got on the box with me, man, it, he just keeps me calmer. Yeah, it's a focus. I don't know what it is. Uh but it helps. So P13, it was a good run, uh, considering. Uh, and then Tony Groves, he got a P8. Good, solid run he put. A couple of trips through the grass, one my doing, and another from getting doored. He got completely hosed on the last restart, being stuck behind a couple guys that wouldn't go. Uh, pretty confident he could have got a P6, but he got a P8. And uh, he was mad, I want to say. <laughs> he was really verbalizing uh is angry at those guys but uh it happens man i was angry last week so all right we just finished another open i got p19 in the top split uh, mike morley got p13 with me uh, i did a loop on the back stretch i spun off a turn two i did a complete 180 i did not hit the uh, wall at all if you remember martin truex did this the other uh, week uh, he spun out and he stepped on the gas real hard. He dropped it in a third and hit the gas to keep it off the wall. Well, I did exactly the same thing and it worked. And I kept it off the wall. Was able to continue on. So uh, P19 top split, I'll take it. There were hardly any cautions. It was a lot of green flag running. And then, Greg, you got the best result of the week so far. P2. Wow. Yeah, me and... Uh... I don't remember. I didn't uh, see where Bobby finished there. I was just going to look that up. Bobby was in the same race as me. Um, we were up front the whole race. The problem was is we kept every time, about lap 20 is whenever guys were getting loose and you know their setups weren't going good and they would crash. And I think the same guy brought out the same caution about three or four, or brought out a caution three or four times. And it was always around lap 20, 21. And... Um, yeah, so it wasn't a very good. Uh, it was good twenty lap runs, but it was. I would love to have seen what a long run would have done with what we were running. Uh, Bobby finished thirteenth, so I got second. Um, I was up front the whole race. I 
had some really bad pit stops and um, was able to work my way through a bunch of times. Um, it was my first race trying a new uh, a new product that I purchased, and uh, it actually worked out really well. And uh, I know uh, at the beginning of the race, Mike bet me that uh, I was going to crash out. So I, I, t- I tell Mike that I didn't, and I got a good finish out of it. Yeah, you can't beat that except for winning. So, yeah, good run. I can't seem to get past that P2. I got to gotta find something. Well, at least, you see, you got to be at the P2 spot before you can win, and you're there, so you're knocking on the door. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, next up was Peak. I didn't actually watch it, but our old friend Logan Clampett got his first win of the year, uh, and so congratulations to him. Uh, let's remind everybody that we are sponsored or are sponsoring the Old Bastards Racing League Monday Night Arca Series. We appreciate Steve Thompson and everybody over there at the Old Bastards Racing League uh, for I- including iRacers Lounge in their Monday Night Series. And uh, uh, so check those guys out. Get involved. If you have to be over 35, guys, it's an age uh, limit group. You have to be an Old Bastard. Is that's what uh, I understand. All right, let's get into uh, final thoughts. That peak race. Yeah, tell us about the peak race, Joe. Did you see it? Yeah, I watched the peak race. It, it was a whole lot of cautions in that, that race. I mean, everybody, it was, I guess, from where they're trying to get in and grab that, you know, next step to that championship, there was a whole lot of taking and not a whole lot of giving. Wow. Yep, it's uh, getting down to the end of the year here, so. Because, yeah, I mean, Ray Alfala got wrecked out. I mean, he was still running, but he he wasn't in contention. Uh, loser. I mean, a whole lot of top-notch guys got taken out for guys just taken. I mean, whenever they dropped a green, it looked like a hornet's nest going into turn one because they were just mixing it up real, real hard. That's well, the only, I, only place you can get a spot is on those restarts. And I, and I saw that Ray Alfala posted on his Facebook page that he's – just on the border of being in for the final race of the season. So he's got to perform at the next race or he could be not raced for the championship. Oh yeah. Cool. I'll have to check the replay on that. All right, let's get into final thoughts. Uh, Greg Hectus, what do you got? Uh, Just uh, looking forward to this week's racing. Actually, sorry, I'm probably pretty much done for this week's racing because I'm now starting something where I can't race on Sundays anymore. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody with the emails and, uh, you know, helping out Chris and his wife, Samantha. Um, it, we, we really want to race with the, you guys in that, uh, that race. And we'd hope that uh, everybody can get, uh, contact me and, uh, get going here. Uh, um, yeah. So just, no pr- uh, no don't forget on the setup, huh? <laughs> yeah we don't want to wreck we need something stable right Jeez. yeah um but uh yeah so we got uh just get through this week uh, you can still follow me also on my uh, tw- uh twitter page or my twitch channel uh twitch.tv slash frozen cactus and uh yeah so hope to watch or hear from you guys all right cool all right, uh, Joe, John Hammer, final thoughts. Any? Nope, none for me. All right. Thanks He's for, mad at me. Thanks for jumping in today. Uh, 
Special guest, Joe Owen, uh, your final thoughts, please. And first of all, I'd like to uh, thank you all for inviting me and having me a member of the team. I'm looking forward to the future and really looking forward to this uh, race with uh, for Chris and Sam. Um, I don't know what they go through on that aspect of it, but, you know, whenever um, somebody needs help, you know, we all need to be there. And, you know, with our race and being a community that we are, um, I feel like, you know, everybody should be well obligated to want to step up and help a fellow person out. And, uh, you know, and it's just, you know, a good warming thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, when a man's down, you can't kick him. You gotta, you gotta help pick him up and, and carry that flag to, you know, to make it the victory lane. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's right. Uh, much like the NASCAR community, the racing community, uh, iRacing is a similar situation. Uh, we'll step up, take care of our own. Uh, yeah, my final thoughts. Uh, yeah, thanks, Joe, for coming. You're certainly welcome back anytime at all, and uh, we do appreciate you being on the team. Uh, my final thoughts is, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get this race filled up, guys. It's the same time slot as the NIS race. And, yeah, I was thinking, boy, I don't want to miss my NIS race. But this is an important cause, and it's okay to miss one event so we can run a special event. Again, it's called Beat the Hell Out of Cancer 250. Uh, and I'm going to remind everybody how to get involved. You go to GoFundMe.com and search four words. Samantha Marie Round 4. You make a $25 or more donation. You email Greg at Frozen Cactus with two, du- two O's on Frozen, two K's on Cactus at gmail.com. And that's it. And we'll send you all the information. It is October 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern. And with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.